Video Game Pulse. Episode Everybody, I am Millennium X17, and I'm Dark Katakito. Unsupervised. Unsupervised. Yes, first time in a while we've been unsupervised. Mm. So, what is the story? Uh, Kaz is sleeping. Weak sauce. Weak sauce. All right, we don't like weak sauce. He's been keeping a normal sleep pattern. What is this you speak of? Right. I don't quite get it. Neither do I. That's where we're at right now. Yes. So, side notes. What do you got? Um, not a whole lot. As far as myself specifically, I I don't have a whole lot of side notes myself as well. It's been rather straightforward the last two weeks. Mm. Uh, though since Kaz is not here, though, we have to represent. Uh, we've had tech fail. We had a tech fail. And then our father came and looked at said tech fail. And then tech fail just kind of magically fixed itself. Hmm. Well, no, well, that's not the, the entire story, though. Um... Over the last week or so, you've been having, uh, particularly this last weekend, y'all have been having trouble connecting to the wireless in this house, wireless internet. Yeah, it was really weird. It just happened all of a sudden. It was like over the course of like three or four days, both me and our father noticed that our Wi-Fi was like getting real shaky, like frequently, and we couldn't quite figure out why exactly, but... uh... And eventually well, it comes to a point where it didn't even work at all. Yeah, it just like died straight up. I was like, well. Yep. And then we uh, we had to decide to buy another router. I uh, I looked up one real quick, got a decent one. Uh, that's not the most expensive one on the market, but it's yeah. definitely not uh, cheap either at about a smudge over 100 bucks. And it was shipped out like shockingly quick. I know. It was there the next day. Like you bought it that morning and it was there at our house yeah, I bought the it next Monday, afternoon. Monday morning and it showed up Tuesday night. Yeah, afternoon, 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 call it. Uh-huh. Which was shocking because shipping was like two ninety nine for what they called three day. Yeah. But they just sort of delivered it immediately, so not gonna complain. No, that's always good. You know, and I, 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 I uh, unpackage it, hook it up. You know, a couple of cables in the back, power cord, all this nine yards. I pulled out the old one, threw that one in, and you were able to connect to the wireless immediately. Yes. Uh, our father was able to connect to the wireless immediately. Yep. I go in my room on my gaming computer. It picked up that there was a new network and connected to it immediately. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so did our mother's computer right here on the other side of this room. We have a lot of computers. Yes, in we our have house. a lot of computers. <laughs> uh, so my computer, my gaming computer, and the uh, our mom's computer is hardwired. This podcast computer is also hardwired. Yes. I turn on this computer, and I don't even remember officially what I was 
No, we wanted to watch YouTube. We that's, to watch yes, YouTube. that's yeah, what it we was. We're gonna watch some grumps. Well, we're gonna watch some grumps. It's like a foot away from the router and another like six inches away from the actual modem itself. It's hardwired in off the router, and it refuses to pick up an internet signal. Yep. Just nothing. And I'm like, the hell is? I jerk with it for like three hours. We eventually were watching YouTube off of your laptop. I go in my room. I grab one of my wireless uh, USB receivers I, I had to put a the driver for it on like a uh a usb stick and put it on this computer and plug it in and then it still wouldn't connect to the network yeah at all like either or and i'm like what the hell is this so i was like uh after jerking with it for four hours i'm like nah okay whatever I'll, like i mentioned it to dad and then we're like all right whatever well if we have to we got the other routers right behind us we could just throw that in for the podcast tonight and then be good with it yeah he checked in with it earlier today, I think earlier this afternoon. Yeah. And turned the computer on, looked at it, hit like did changed one thing, and then it just starts working. <laughs> I and know. to him, it was like, oh no, it was just it's just it's already working. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I jerked with this thing for four. I'm not exactly inexperienced. Yeah. When it comes and I to saw it too from where I sit on the other side of the room. I saw him turn your computer on, and then Discord popped up and it connected. And I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> Yeah, it was like... And then he was like, wow, what's wrong with this? It seems to be working fine. I was like... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and then he was like, magic touch. <laughs> the magic touch, yeah. it's. <laughs> and this is not the first instance where we've seen this this magic supernatural ability to be able to just look at something that's not working and suddenly it works again. Oh, it happens all the time. It's unreal. And it's not even like electronics only, like between the TV remote, who's done it before that, computers. He's done it with cars as well. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand this magic ability. It's, it's got to be some sort of superpower. Yep. Just take one look at it and suddenly it's working again. And you'll be like, it's working just fine. What are you talking more like? <laughs> so, yeah, tech fail. Tech fail. Uh, it is working now, though. I haven't done a speed test recently. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do one right now, though. Yeah, I was going to say, don't. You don't want to test it. Yeah. Uh, it, but, it, you know, it, it's working. Yep. And you actually have a uh, wireless signal now? Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yep, I have my new charging brick and the wireless signal is fixed now. You did get the new charging so brick in, finally. Whether the, whether the goblins damn well like it or not, I am going to be capable of playing games with my friends again. <laughs> Poorly optimized games. Poorly, op- I don't know. I don't think it's a poorly optimized game. I think my uh, brick was just too dainty for it because it's a big, big fucking game. It's a Divinity Original Sin Two is the game I was trying to play, and my little ninety watt power brick just was not coping. Yeah, the with Walmart life. special. It was not coping with life with that one. Like it's such a heavy game. Like there's so much content in that game. Plus, I was playing multiplayer too with my friend Lady. And it was it was not having it. So now uh, we'll be able to hopefully play again. Now mm. that we have both the internet and the power brick sorted. One can hope. One can hope. But tech fail is always uh, lurking. Always. Anything else going on? Not really. I don't believe there's much else as far as side notes go. Uh, to be honest with you, there hasn't really been anything for news as well. Yeah. There's been next to nothing. For news, so that's going to be a pretty quick segment. Uh, like last show, it was oh my god, news just exploded, <laughs> and now the last two weeks it's been little thing here and there, nothing major. I I wasn't able to really gather a lot of news because the aggregate site that I go to is down currently, so I can't access that one. Uh-huh. And the and IGN's website sucks. 
Yeah. Their new website is terrible. Uh-huh. When you when you open it up, you click on the news tab and you start scrolling down looking through their tabs. Eventually you come to a point where it's still trying to load itself in like continuously as you're yeah, scrolling. Yeah. But when you catch up to it, all of a sudden it, and then it doesn't know what to do with itself. Actually, that reminds me um DeviantArt recently updated to a new thing they're calling Eclipse. It's like, oh, it's the sleek, new, modern look. And it's like, you can toggle between the old layout and the new one. And it's the new one. I I checked it out just because I heard a lot of people talking about it. I checked it out. It's the same fucking thing where it's like it's always constantly trying to load itself. But as soon as it hits that load point, it just like freezes over. Yeah, and eventually Chrome comes up with, oh, this website's not responding. Would exactly. you like to leave yeah. page or wait? And I'm like. Uh, and it's, it literally took me an hour and a half just to get a week back yeah. like, to go back set last seven days of news that they've published on that site. It's like yeah. I couldn't even get the back to the two weeks. So there might be something that we've missed in the news that's coming up here in a minute. I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Yeah. the uh, It's like I got it to work just long enough to toggle the button back to get back on the old layout, which shockingly works perfectly fine. So I was like, as soon as they try to force this one on people, people are going to riot. Like, we're going to lose a lot of good artists on DA because of this. I already know it. Mm. It's like, oh, it's the sleek, modern, new look. And I'm like, why do we need that, though? Like, your website functions just fine. Yeah. They must optimize it for mobile. For mobile. I mean, basically, yes. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. So fresh. So face. Very much so. <laughs> Most certainly. I don't believe there's much else. Should we head off to the news? Probably. It is now time for some news. Hey. Heavy emphasis on some. Some. Mm. First up, though, probably the biggest bit of the uh, week. Maybe there's a couple of things, but it's not really, you know. It, yeah. You'll see. It's Okay, yeah. so EA20, uh, or EA... E3 2019, uh, EA has announced that they will not be having a press conference. I'm not really surprised. Their past several conferences have been, uh, what's the word, uh, shit. <laughs> Terrible? <laughs> it's like they always try to fill 90 minutes when they only need like 20. <laughs> yeah, and here's the, it's kind of, sh it, I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory or not, but it's just, it's shocking to me how the people that had amazing conferences last year are still having them again this year. And the people that have had had shit conferences last year aren't. Yeah, yeah. It just well, EA gave it two or three good tries outside of E3, and it, every single one of their EA play things has been terrible, mm -hmm. insufferable. On some certain years are worse than others. Last year was pretty bad, but then Sony's the other one where last year's they did that weird thing in the in the tent for The Last of Us Two, and then a twenty minute intermission, and then they came back to. Um, the flute guy oh my in God, the hall. That, that whole conference could have that been was such so a train much wreck. It's just I don't know if there's anything to read into that or not. The fact that they probably both EA and Sony got a lot of heat for how shitty their shows were at E3, and the fact that also this year now they're not doing them. Now you could read into that way. The way I honestly think it could, it, there's probably part of that probably plays into their decision. The other part is that they probably don't have anything to show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be my guess is it probably plays into it that the fact that they got a lot of heat for having, you know, shows that were just not good. Yeah. That intermission thing with Sony was the, the most, ob ob like, I can't even put it into words how the oblivious they had to have been. That's the thing with Sony's show as well, is that, like, 
what they showed wasn't bad. Yeah, it was good the stuff. The flow was so broken up that it felt three times as long as it actually was. You can always, and you know, the other thing was that you could tell the fanboys from a mile away when they're like, oh, it's the best conference ever. I'm like, really? Yeah. You really think that? <laughs> I know. Really, you can't sit there and go, the games they showed look amazing. They're not going to be coming out anytime soon, but the pacing, what the world were you thinking? Like, that's about the yeah, best yeah. take on that I, that you could have. Yeah. For everyone that's like, it's the best conference ever. I'm like, really? You're going there? <laughs> I like Rampant AI. They also want more control of their events. Not that they know what they're doing anyway. Well, here's the thing, though, is that their press conferences at e3 aren't run by e3 their press conferences are still their own thing that yeah. they control on uh, on stages and, and locations that they've uh rented mm -hmm. for like all these different theaters and what have and venues they they rent that time yeah. both for setup you know the event itself and teardown and probably also cleaning the event up i don't know how the specifics of that work but they pay for that that is their own event that is related to E3, but it's separate. You, If you have passes to get into E3, that doesn't necessarily mean, therefore, you're going to also be able to get into these press conferences. Yeah. Because they're their own separate thing. It's just, I don't know, it just, it's really upsetting to me because it's, as I said the last several shows, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that's going to make itself come true about how oh, E3 is not relevant anymore. I don't think that's the the best of approaches that the games industry should be taking. Yeah. Because when it like if EA has their own little shindig in let's say April for random just stabbing a at a calendar, April, middle of April they have their uh, EA play event is like the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times going to be showing up to cover this? <laughs> no. No. They're sending like one reporter at to E3 to look at what the games industry is doing, and that's the one time that they'll talk about it. Yeah. So they're missing out on a lot of eyeballs that aren't normally paying attention to it. There's a lot of people, even in the games industry itself, that you know they they just don't follow the news closely, and if they don't see happen to see you know the the news that's coming out as these events are happening, that it's they're gonna miss a lot of stuff, and yeah. it's like information's not gonna spread as quickly. Mm -hmm. Whereas everyone's always anticipating what's gonna be announced at E3. Absolutely. Even though, to be honest, they don't need to anticipate. We find out months in advance anyways. Well, that's because some of them <laughs> leak it in advance thinking that, oh, that's gonna that's definitely going to be the tactic. Yeah. That's going to get us the extra mile. Mm. Yeah, Rampant AI says that they're uh, jockeying for attention in primetime slots. It's To an extent, yes, but at the same time, if you have a good showing, it's still going to speak for itself. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of unfortunate. I don't think E3 is going to be a thing maybe Minimum of three years, max of five. Mm. And again, it's not because it's not relevant. It's because people are claiming it not to be relevant, and that will then become truth. Yep. It's unfortunate. It is. Anything else from you on that? Not really. Moving on. The good news. Devolver Digital has confirmed that they will still be at E3 and also <laughs> having a press conference. Oh, I love them. Devolver one, Digital. We get one episode a year <laughs> of their little show. It's uh, Nina Strauss. <laughs> Nina Strauss. Nina Strauss is the on Nina her way Strauss back. Mm, it's going to be good. One episode a year. That is amazing. Like, <laughs> one 20 minute episode a and year. And again, it's one of the most talked about things for the last two years. They've been they've been killing it. Yeah. People didn't think they were going to be able to make lightning strike twice again. And maybe it wasn't as impactful the second time around, but it was still really good. 
But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Do you have anything else to say about Devolver? Not really. I've just acquired Ooh. a cat. Hey, Zeril. We acquired a Zeril in the chat, and we have uh, Midnight on Dark God's lap. Hi, Zeril. Hi, Queen in the way. So yeah, Devolver Digital. That'll be that'll be something to watch. That will be something to watch. That is a trip every time. Mm, definitely. Moving on. Moving on. Ah, uh, ooh. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, Activision Blizzard, uh, in an SEC filing, discussed some ramifications of its decision to cut 800 jobs and how uh, it may negatively impact its business going forward. You don't fucking say. <laughs> what yes. did you think would happen? Uh, the, it was published on February 28th, and it discussed many items, including the company not being able to deliver popular games consistently, uh, its dependence on a small number of franchises, managing its own growth, and the potential for legal proceedings, <laughs> amongst other things. Uh, one of the most important parts of the filing, however, were in regards to the decision to lay off about 8% of its workforce, which amounted to about 800 jobs. Yeah, so here's a, here's a quote right here. We believe... The restructuring plan will enable us to provide better opportunities for talent, greater expertise on a scale on behalf of our business units. Wow, that is a interesting. <laughs> that is a very lawyered statement. Right. Yeah. So then they're they're looking into the fact that it might have negatively impacted their uh, the way people view them. Again, what did you think would happen to Sherlock? <laughs> it wasn't so much that it, like, it was the fact that it was 800 jobs, but it was also the fact that at the same time, Bobby Cotta came out and says, we had our most successful financial year ever. I know. It was just like, it's bafflingly out of touch. I threw that in because I thought it was hilarious. The fact that that was is like, hilarious. Mm, you, oh my God. Really? Really? Yeah, it is unreal how out of touch with reality these people are. Hmm. I don't think there's much else to be said about it. I don't think so. Uh, OEA. OEA, I heard about this. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh, Anthem came out, and uh, there's certain um, issues that PS4 players are having where it is uh, locking up the console. Yep. I have heard that people have found a way to... I don't know if people are doing it themselves or if they have to go into some kind of repair person to do this. But there's a way to boot the console up in, like, a safe mode, and by that way, you can go in and fix the issue. But, I mean, to have to do that in the first place is really special. Definitely. I, mean, I guess EA felt like it was out of the news for too long. Yes. <laughs> it's coming back. And it got jealous. Fallout 76 has got all the headlines. We're like, no! <laughs> can't have this. Oh, no. It's uh, but yeah, the 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 patch to fix this will be coming up on March twelfth, which is uh, not quite a week, five days out. Yeah, beginning of next week. Yeah, beginning, beginning of next, next week, week next Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, just shocking. And then also, uh, rampant AI makes a good point. It's not looking good for Bioware. Mm. Mm. And it was funny because I saw somebody talking about it on uh, on YouTube. They were like, "Oh yeah, Bioware is going to be closed down in three years," and I'm like. Three years. Three years. I think it's going to be closed by the end of this year. <laughs> Good luck with that. You know, that's a safe guess right there. A, a more accurate guess would be, say, in less than a year. Yeah. By the end of this year, they are probably on the chopping block. They're already on it. They've been on it since they've been, you know, shoved into doing Anthem. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate, but it's the EA pattern. Yeah. I, I have to get to a point where I can't feel bad about companies that, allow themselves to be acquired to EA. I know. Like, what were you expecting? Exactly. How do you think you're any different? 
We'll cover that when it happens, but it's not going to make me any happier about it. I know. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Death Stranding is a little behind schedule. has been claimed by Kojima. Um, okay. Go back to your closet and work on it then. Mm. Has fallen slightly behind pro- uh, Kojima Productions' internal planned release dates, uh, according to the man in charge, Hideo Kojima. Uh, the That's about the extent of this news tab. The reason why I put it in is uh, the fact that maybe you shouldn't have announced it so soon. Yeah. Just an idea? Announce it when it's ready, and yeah. then you'll make he, a big splash. He could have come out that year where Sony made a big deal of him coming out, or he walked down the steps onto his, on the yeah, E3. Yeah, yeah. Again, another reason why you should have E3. Uh-huh. Uh, and then be like, I'm working on a game now. It's going to be a couple of years to be continued. And that's all you had to say. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's going to be all kinds of fluff pieces of, oh, is it coming this year? Or is it coming that year? You could give... But at the same time, the fact that they announced it so early and they've been continually giving updates. By the time this come out, it's going to be the same thing as Days Gone, where everyone's going to be like, is it still not out yet? Exactly. Yep. Uh, next tab of news. Uh, this one I actually agree with. A uh, controversial game uh, where uh, players are assuming the role of a sociopath during a zombie apocalypse called Rape Day will not be allowed to be sold on Steam. That's good. Yes. So that's a good thing. Yeah. I only wished that Valve would exercise this discretion more often. Right? I was like, this probably only happened because the name made waves. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of shit on Steam. I wouldn't be surprised if something similar already exists somewhere on Steam. Probably does. Because, I mean, there's a lot of shit on Steam when you really stop and look at it. Valve are not good at cleaning up their own platform. Definitely. Again, it's just, there's, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of shit on Steam. Uh, and I don't believe there's anything else to really be said about that. Not really. As I said, there's not much for news. Oh, Valve. <laughs> oh, Valve. Uh, O-T-H-Q Nordic. O-T-H-Q yes. Nordic. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, the, uh, what position does this guy officially have? The... Company co-founder and CEO Lars, wow, what is that? How would you pronounce that? Uh, Wingfors? Wingfors? Wingfors. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but the co-founder and CEO of uh, THQ Nordic uh, is apologizing for their controversial 8chan AMA. <laughs> I said this last time we talked about, which is, I believe it was the last show. Yeah. It was a publicity stunt the entire time through. Oh, 100%. 100%. They knew it was going to blow up. And then they knew they were going to apologize, and it just gets their name in the headlines. Yeah. That's the extent of it. It's yeah. shocking to me how these companies think they're being clever I by know. this nonsense. <laughs> and that's about the extent of it. Cause, yeah. uh Oh, it was such a deb- – like, you should have known that going in. And they did. Oh, yeah, they of course. They fully did. Of course they did. How couldn't they? Hmm. This is a rumor that's been going around for the last several years. I'd imagine it's going to happen at some point, but mm-hmm. Microsoft is reportedly working on a discless Xbox One. The new rumor is that it's coming out maybe this spring. I don't think so. 
I do because at the same time I'm they've I've been hearing about it for so long that they might be trying to test the waters. It's a, it's a cheaper Xbox that's at a lower yeah. price since it doesn't have a disc drive, whereas you have to buy everything digitally. Are you thinking like they are starting this rumor themselves to get a feel for it, or I don't think so. This has been going on for a while now. Yeah, because this spring seems awfully soon if we haven't heard anything like any official statements on it yet. Yeah, again, I, some people may find this to be useful. Most probably won't. No. And shockingly enough, like I said, that's all the news. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, like I said, not much. There could have been a, another tab or three out there somewhere, but uh, I don't think it was anything big. Isn't this a little too much like PSTV? Again, we'll have to wait and see what the official statement is. Yeah, that's the other thing about it. another reason why I don't like to talk about spring, rumors. But it's still a rumor. I'm like, if it's coming out in spring, you would think that there would have been something official about it somewhere. Who knows? Unless they're going to do the thing where it's like, oh, they announced it at E3, and then, oh, it's available now. Yeah, I don't know. if That's just, uh, the Sega Dreamcast did that. Or was it the Saturn that did that? I forget what. I, was just, I think it was the Dreamcast. It was like, oh, it's available right now. And everyone was like, <laughs> So, I don't think they were going to do that. That is actually probably a foolish thing. You need a couple of months of head uh, leeway to, in order to get the news out there and to have everyone budget themselves properly. Yeah. It's nothing like being seeing something you're like, oh, I want to buy that. When's it available? Now. <laughs> I don't have, you know, however many hundreds of dollars to buy it. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's why I'm, I'm saying spring is too soon for that. Unless you're talking like late spring. It could be June time frame. It could be, I guess. Although June is more of the start of the summer than spring. It's not officially summer, though. Yeah. They're going to pull that, you know. <laughs> I know. They're going to pull the technicality. Pull the technicality out. Wouldn't surprise me either. It was the Saturn. It was the Saturn, yeah. thought it was the Dreamcast. Uh, the, the 90s type of information from those consoles, I'm a little bit... I have less knowledge on, though. Yeah, I'll yeah. Say that. Though I had both consoles, Saturn and Dreamcast, and they were both great. Oh, they were both awesome. I love them. Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi. Definitely. I still listen to that song every once in a while. It's like, <laughs> the it's, Offspring song. Yeah, is, uh, it's like it's burned into my memory. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like I said, that's all there is for news. Yep. So we are now going to be heading off to the forums. Hey. So, forum. Are you ready? Definitely. So, we have the VGP 323 discussion topic, the upcoming games of 2019. Uh, what games are you most looking forward to that are going to be released in 2019? First in is Zaldera, Left Alive, a game that looks like a cross between Armored Core and Metal Gear Solid. When I saw the pre-order advert for it on Steam, and it turned out I was right, as something, 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 the director of Armored Core... And wow, those are very long Japanese names. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was uh, Toshifumi Nabishima and Yoji Shinikawa, I think. Shinkawa. Okay. Uh, the director of Armored Core uh, and, and the, the character characters designed from Metal Gear Solid. It looks promising, but I'll withhold judgment until reviews come out. However, in terms of world building and background, it does look like it might be a promising, gritty title. Tail. Tail. The uh, Zaldera tricked you there. He he didn't give you the wall of text, but instead gave you big words. Exactly. Big Japanese <laughs> big words. Big Japanese words. Uh, next in is Trinity Angel 0666. 
Uh, to be honest, I'm really looking forward to playing The Last of Us 2 and Cyberpunk 2077, but I had to wake up from my dream because these games are coming out in 2020. At a minimum, I'll at say that. Minimum, yeah, yeah, at a minimum, if not later. Uh, so on a more realistic note, I will say the games I am most or I am interested in playing for 2019 are uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, because I love uh, From, From Software, Software games, oh, yeah. and I like to punish myself. <laughs> That's it. Code Vein, uh, a Souls-like post-apocalyptic vampire action game. Uh, they had me at Souls-like. <laughs> Control, it just looks cool. Just looks I'll cool. add also Remedy. Remedy, mm. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then Mortal Kombat 11. 11. Uh, I just love this fighting series next to Street Fighter, and Tekken is one of my favorites. Mm. And then... Hold on a second, let me refresh... And Oop, nope. So okay. Boston. Yes. Okay. You got a sneaker at the end. Mm. And next in is Yutara Vegeta, who supplied the wall that Zaldera did not supply. Mm. Let me turn the monitor a little bit so I can read that a little better. Uh, looks at 2019 video game release schedule. Um, um, well, first I want to know what happened to all the damn games promised in the last couple of E3s that have mysteriously not been talked about. So for the games that are actually going to come out soon. I'm hyped for Sekiro, probably because I've always wanted a Samurai Ninja game. Uh, uh, Devil May Cry 5, which should have been called, if you like this, Devil May Cry persists. Then you owe, then you owe the look of Devil May Cry to Ninja Theory's Devil May Cry reboot. <laughs> and Shenmue 3, I just want to play Lucky Hit for 40 hours. There are a lot of new games with unannounced release dates, but I'll end it here. Jump Force is already out, but I heard bad things about it. I watched it being played, and it looks good. It has a ton of jump characters in it. Too bad the gameplay is lacking. Uh, there are a ton of a metric ton of remakes, sequels, and ports this year. So anyone wanting to play a classic game on their console will be super happy. Uh, honorable and maybe dishonorable mentions. I want to see how Days Gone is going to end up. I'm not somebody who watches a lot of gameplay anymore, so I'm just hearing news here and there. It doesn't seem like they could do anything that would make the game awesome. I know it, it's so true at this point. I'm looking forward to seeing how that is. I actually looked. I, the, IGN actually had like we played the first you know X number of hours of Days Gone. And I'm like what? And uh, and then I popped up a new tab and it, it's coming out in April. Oh, is it? I didn't even know. And that. <laughs> and I'm like my thought was is it already out? That was my thought, but no, yeah. it's it's April. But yet they 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 already played a couple of hours. Yeah. And the uh, Rage 2. Whoever thought we were getting a Rage sequel and that anyone would care. <laughs> yes. I played Rage. I actually did a, play f uh, a full playthrough of Rage, and it was a decent game. Nothing that really lit the world on fire. Yeah. It was all right. Uh, moving on to what I think is the last post. Let me double check. And yes, it is. Uh, Valorth comes in with Code Vein is all I'm looking forward to. Uh if it's even coming out this year still. <laughs> I know. I know the feeling. Yeah. So, so what, what do you, you got? <laughs> oh, come on. Just, did we really just do that? Yes. <laughs> mm, you go first. What do you got? All right. Uh, probably Pokemon Sword and Shield is the one thing that's on my mind currently right now because I just saw the release trailer for it. Uh, looks interesting. No official release date yet, but they're saying late 2019. And then other than that, I'm always looking forward to Animal Crossing. As you know, I've been looking forward to that for years. Again, I don't believe there's any official release date for it, but they're saying 2019 still, so hopefully. I'm really disappointed in you. Why? Super Mario Maker 2? Well, I knew you were going to talk about Come that Come on one. now. I, I knew... can't believe you didn't choose that. Oh, I knew you were going to. That's why. Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a given. I knew you were going to be all about that. Though. And Control is the other one. Control Remedy. Control is the other one, yeah. 
That looks really wild. And Matter the fact, control as well for me. Yeah, control looks very interesting. Anyone who wants to, to watch, like, look back at a game that is very similar to what control looks like, at least from a distance, mm-hmm. is check out uh, the Xbox. I think it was. I don't know if it was on PlayStation Three or not, but it was on Xbox Three Sixty. Uh, Prey. Prey, yes, the original Prey. Mm. That was uh that was a really interesting game. Oh, that was a fantastic game. Are you kidding Uh-oh, me? We're that being game told to so refresh. Good. We're being told to refresh. Oh, we got a sneaker in. Mm. All right. So last second submission. Black Magic forty four forty four. Now uh, the games I'm looking forward to is Devil May Cry five and Sekiro. I know they are really intensive skill games, testing the players to the best of their abilities. Hoping my fingers survive the month. <laughs> yeah, anything done by From Software, you know that your fingers are going to go for a workout because, mm. goddamn. Like, I played Bloodborne and some of those bosses were like, whew. Yeah, it was just, uh, those are definitely rough. Oh, yeah. To say a, a, a very big understatement. <laughs> so, yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, Animal Crossing, Sekiro, obviously Mario Maker. I knew that was, that was one you were going to go for instantly. So I thought, like, I can't believe I'll you didn't say that. It. I couldn't believe you didn't go there. I knew you were going to. I'm like, I'll let him have it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, definitely for me, Super Mario Maker 2 and uh, Control. I'm interested to yeah, see how that turns out. Yeah, Control is going to be interesting. I, I like Remedy's work, so hopefully it'll be good. Definitely. Mm. And I don't believe we have anything else for the forum, and now we're going to have to figure out what the next forum is going to be. All right, forum for next time. Forum for next time. So we have been uh, deliberating in mm. the chat. We've been in intense de- deliberation. Yes. No no tangents whatsoever, yes. I assure you. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, the next forum topic is going to be, what is your favorite racing game? And now I know a lot of people are going to stop and say, oh, I don't play racing games. Stop and think about it for a second. There's a lot of different kinds of racing games. Yeah, there's games. more We're than one. We're talking about it's... Mario Kart, Crash Team Racing, uh, Forza, Blur, Blur the... Uh... Uh, there's going to be a, cu- there's a couple others. There's Forza. There's Gran Turismo. Obviously, the Sim Racers are out there as well. A set of course. There's uh, Cruising USA from Cruising the, USA. From the, Cruising you know, World. Cruising World. And, and 64 uh, games. And another game that I'm also going to be talking about here shortly is... Uh, Fuel. Fuel. Do you remember that game? I do. But uh, it's uh, somewhat topical due to the review that I'm about to be doing. Yeah. Crazy Taxi. I'll count Crazy that. Taxi. Yeah, that, uh, that counts that as well. That counts. It does. So, yeah. What's your favorite racing game? All right. Have at it. And uh, maybe you know, a sl- slight ex- explanation is why you had so much fun with it. Twisted Metal. Oh, Ooh, that was yeah. another good one. That's a good one. Yeah. When you stop and think about it, it, is, it really is a pretty broad category. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we head off to the review? Probably. All right. It is now time for a review. Hey. What do you have? I have started playing Octopath Traveler, so come and see me in about 300 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that's the current status you're under? Yes. All righty then. I have been playing a racing game over the last couple of weeks. That uh, although not the last week or not a lot in the last week, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, Forza Horizon Four, developed by Playground Games, published by now Xbox Game Studios. Even though they it, in the intro card it says Microsoft Game Studios. Yeah, uh, it is a racing game in the you know set within the Forza franchise. Uh, the core Forza Motorsport game has been developed by Turn Ten, uh, and in my opinion, since 
Forza 4 has been shit, if I'm really going to be honest with you. It's just not been good. 5 was a glorified demo for the Xbox One. Uh, and 6 and 7 are just, I don't. it's a sim racer that's simulating what? There's no qualifying. There's no practice. You have to finish in the top three. What what discipline throughout the world is this simulating? And I've always had a problem with this. It's kind of irritating to me. Horizon, on the other hand, is, is a bit of a, more of an open world game where you can explore throughout a, uh, a given map area. And they've been changing up the location. The first game was set in Colorado. Second game was set in the French Riviera kind of uh Spain, Riviera, maybe Italy. It's an amalgamation of a lot of those areas kind of crunched together. Uh, and then the third one is, was in Australia, and now the fourth one is in Great Britain, which I uh, couldn't find Kaz's house, though, so <laughs> I would say it's lacking in that regard. So the fourth game in the franchise, there's a lot of good here, but there's a lot of repetitive nonsense as well. I'd kind of think that my honest feeling from a distance, is that this is kind of a stopgap game. They're at about the technical limitations of what they can do with launch Xbox Ones. Now, obviously, Xbox One Xs are probably having an easier time running this game, but the core Xboxes, the ones that I'm playing on, I've had a couple of moments where there's so much going on on screen where the game might kind of and like freeze for that second or five, and then it'll keep itself going. It's never locked up on me, but it does have moments of seizures it's not profuse enough for it to be a problem but it does happen enough that it's noticeable and that's just the first thing because it's it, the, the the thing with horizon 4 is that it's a tale uh, it's the same story but taken from two different perspectives on one like i said there's a lot of good things here if you love racing if you love just screwing around blasting through the world forgetting the roads and just blasting through the mountains off road you can do that too there's a, there's a lot of hilarious things with stunt jumps and other uh, challenges throughout the world that it's just it's a lot of fun and hilarity that could be had but on the second thing it's it's again i think it's a stopgap game that they've been trying to uh, that they're trying to just waste time before the next Xbox comes out. And there's a couple of things that I've noticed that are just disappointing to an extent. If you've played every single Horizon game, there's a lot here that you'll notice and say, yeah, we've been here, we've done this before. And the other aspect is that there's a couple other challenges that have been taken out. From Horizon 3, they took out the um, the bucket list challenges, whereas like you drive this uh, rare car and go along this route, and it's and that, and I think they've they've changed it a bit and refined it. And they've come up with other challenges, like in this in this game, you could there's a there's a challenge where you actually have a British uh, well those London taxi cabs, and there's it's challenges to drive passengers from A to B. Oh, so it's crazy taxi. It's it's crazy taxi Forza edition, <laughs> which is it's hilarious. But it's like, okay, there's that. There's a couple other things where you're doing stunt driving for, like, a movie. So there's almost, like, uh, the – what is the Stuntman Ignition is, yeah, is the name yeah, of the game. Yeah. That's another racing game. That uh, it, it, there's, So there's a lot of other things that they're pulling from a lot of other games. But when you really look at it from a distance, it's a lot of been there, done that. The map itself for uh, – for I'll just say uh, Horizon 4 because I can't say the whole thing over and over again. But Horizon 4, the map itself, is, I think, is the least interesting of the four games – it, to me, it feels a bit too small. It's kind of what I've been saying a lot about certain open world uh, 
action adventure games that are uh, everything's kind of on top of everything else where you can't go somewhere like Far Cry. Far Cry is a perfect example. The Far Cry 5 and uh, some even 4 and to an extent as well. We've had this complaint before where it's like everything is on top of everything else. Whereas you can't go more than 20 feet before you run into the next thing. And something's always got to be happening. And it's kind of the same story here again with Horizon 4 is that everything is so scrunched together that you kind of don't get the sense of this is Great Britain. But instead, it's kind of just a small little area. But it's like my big thing is that if you're in a reasonably fast car, you shouldn't be able to traverse the map in about five minutes. It's like that's kind of quick to me. If your car can do 160 and you cross the map in five minutes, that's not exactly a large area of space. And this leads me to the reason why I see the map is so small is like I think back to games like Grand Theft Auto V. That map was huge. Like, you had a densely packed city in the south area, but when you got out of the city and went north, a lot of things were fairly well spread out and had room to breathe. But it didn't feel as though the map was so horrifically big that it was cumbersome, at least. Or at least they broke it down in a way that it made more sense. You, I don't know if you've ever seen Grand Theft Auto V or not. Uh, a little bit. A little not bit. Not terribly much. I remember if you tried to do a race where you went around the perimeter of the highway, it took a good long while to get around there. It was a fairly large map. And the other racing game that I, that comes to my mind is uh, a game called Fuel. For the uh, It was the Xbox 360. I don't know if what other consoles it came out for, but I remember playing Fuel. It was a really great game set in kind of like a post-apocalyptic time where you were racing to win barrels of fuel in order to keep racing and it was really interesting concept and i liked it a lot it was a lot of fun it doesn't have a lot of good reading uh, ratings on um gamefly though i was actually shocked by that but the big thing with fuel though was the map was massive and it took you probably 20 to 25 minutes depending on what vehicle you're in to traverse the whole thing you couldn't it was a very large map and I also got the ch achievement for exploring the whole map too. So I've 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 seen every square inch of that game, and it was it was amazing. I had a lot of fun with it. And that's kind of the issue that I had with Horizon Four right now is that it's kind of the map seems a bit constricted. We've been here, we've done that before. What I'm hoping for is that moving forward with the franchise is that for Horizon Five on whatever the next Xbox console is, whether it's the Xbox 1080 or 540 or Xbox One X Two or <laughs> however they're going to manage that naming disaster. My hope is that they're going to have a massive map. What I'm hoping that they're leading towards is kind of like, and I forget what Need for Speed game or what other arcade racer tried to do this before, but one of the other arcade racers tried to do this where you, you have the map of the entire United States, yeah. whereas you could actually traverse the entire country scaled down to an extent obviously you don't want to do a one-to-one -one on that because that would just be kind of ridiculous and it would be a programming nightmare so scale down obviously to an extent but if you could if it would take you say half hour 40 minutes in a reasonably fast car to go from coast to coast like that would be an amazingly large map that you could do a lot of varied things with and I, that's kind of what I'm hoping they're leaning towards. And then also they could also maybe even lean on the Forza license and have different racetracks from across the United States where they're supposed to be more or less on the country where you can actually go to these tracks and race on the said tracks in Horizon. That would be I think it would be an amazing next step for the series to have as to far as to what they're planning to do and what they're going to do. I honestly don't know, but that's what I'm hoping for. 
as it stands right now, Horizon 4 is not going to convince anybody who's not a fan of racing games to suddenly become one. But at the same time, if you if it's been a if you've missed a game or two in Horizon, then you'll think it's a great game. It is a great game. There is a lot of fun to be had. The DLC that's currently out for it is called Fortune Island. That is uh, an interesting uh, expansion that I haven't gotten terribly far into yet. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot else that I could really be saying about it. the car selection is good. There's there's nothing like that bottlenecks you. Uh, with the things that they've added to this game, there's been, uh, like with Horizon 3, they added wheel spins in where as you level up or you do certain things, you get these wheel spins that where you get these randomized, uh, statistical probability of getting, you know, something good, like maybe credits, maybe a car and what have you. In 4, they've expanded this to also include emotes for your character to do, you know, the usual handful of dances that a bunch of those type of games have there's also different outfits that you are uh, you could put on your characters that you can technically see through the window of your car or you also in the winter circle when you're when you're out of your car in the winter circle you yeah, can yeah. Uh, in multiplayer it probably makes more context in multiplayer but you can also win uh, these in-wheel spins as well, and they've also added super wheel spins as well, which are uh, rarer to get and uh, more special in the fact that when you pull those super wheel spin, you get three uh, – well, those uh, three uh, – those uh, they're not roulette wheels. They're – what are they called? They're uh, slot machine wheels. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get three of the slot machine wheels instead of the one, and you get three prizes at once for a super wheel spin, and – those can be fun, but one thing that I did notice was that after I got to about level 50, the rate of which that I was getting really good or amazing uh, winnings kind of fell off a cliff. It was noticeable that they kind of, I almost feel like they gamed the system for the first couple of hours of the game uh, to, you know, kind of get you into it and then... From there, they, they lowered the odds back down to where they're supposed to be. Within the first hour of playing, I won a Bugatti Chiron in a wheel spin. Just a regular wheel spin, too. <laughs> nice. I'm shocked. It's like a $4 million car wheel spin. And then it's been hilarious because I've been actually using that car to traverse across the, the map in the uh, in the game. And it's just hilarious. All-wheel drive, 1,500-horsepower vehicle, hypercar. It's so funny. Watch this thing bomb across the off-road terrain. It's hilarious. Uh, the each and every vehicle, like in the last couple of games, they've had skill points where you get points and you can then do modifiers on your game. They've since refined this system in Horizon 4 to include each and every vehicle in Horizon has its own skill tree. And you can earn skill points with one car and then apply them to any other car you wish to do so, which is actually quite smart to do this. Because uh, I couldn't imagine trying to drive certain some of these cars to try to max out different things. And, and, and what the different multipliers they have within each uh, car is different depending on the car and what they would intend you to use it for. The Bugatti Chiron is a really great car to be earning skill points for other vehicles. Yeah. Because it has a thing where it, its multiplier increases twice as fast and its max uh, skill multiplier uh, is, is changed from five to six. It's not the best car to use. The, the Hunicorn or the Huna truck is also really good because those multipliers increase. There's some perks within those vehicles that uh, allow it to increase three times as fast and also up to a max of seven times multiplier. So you can get some crazy scores at that point with those two vehicles. I really like the Huna truck thing. It's a DLC vehicle, unfortunately, but it is hilarious to drive. It, it's so it makes drifting really easy too. If you're having trouble with the drift zones, like I struggle with them very badly, 
having the, the either the Hunicorn or the Hunachuck makes those drift zones a lot easier to do. But with earning skill points, the best way that I've found to kind of almost, it's not really cheating, but it's gaming the system, is uh, right in the center of the map on uh, Horizon 4, there's this windmill farm that's uh, that's it's kind of a couple of different smaller hills uh, amongst these uh, wind turbines. And outside of the wind turbines and maybe a few other thing, bits and pieces, there's not a whole lot to hit that will break your skill chain. And as such, you can go bombing across this field over these hills back and forth, back and forth. And there's enough rough terrain that your car is bouncing and skipping across the terrain uh, enough so that you keep getting multipliers for like airtime two wheels you know arrogant and it's just drift in this way just that way and it's it's it bumps up your skill score really quickly and really fast you can go across that back and forth and cars like the chiron or either the huna truck or car uh are fast enough with their all-wheel drive systems to be able to go across this thing at enough speed that you really get a lot of points out of this that's the best way i found to, to at least get a lot of skill points easily uh, the other there's other certain cars in there that uh, are actually easy to game the system with. Where there's this certain Porsche, I don't know of the exact model. It's it's like a 1982 911 something or other 4.4 or something like that. I forget the exact model number of it. Uh, it within its skill tree, you can spend 19 skill points to get 300,000 credits, and it costs 150,000 credits to get the car. So people have found ways to, you know, you earn up a lot of money uh, or a lot of skill points by doing things with like the Chiron or some of the other Hoonigorn, uh, the Hoonigan cars. Uh, or there's certain other cars as well that are also really good. Any really good all-wheel drive hypercar that in S2 class is probably good for this trick. But these, there's certain cars are better than others. But you earn up a lot of skill points and then you turn around and spend money, get spend the 19 skill points on this Porsche, double your money. And then you can you can you can hold more than one of the same car in your garage, so you can just keep doing this over and over and over again, and earn yourself a lot more money a lot faster that way. That's one way to do it. There's other ways. There are glitch races that people have done with the blueprint system. I highly advise not to use them because Turn Ten and Playground Games can look at the metadata in the background and tell what you've done and how you did it. And if you do it too much too often or too quickly then they will ban your account so there is something to be aware of there are certain races it involves doing uh it's like a 40 mile race that it's very specific you'll see when you search for blueprints you'll see like glitch money or easy money or people are even labeling them them as such that involves the goliath and if you enter in these races it'll be like oh and race is ending in 30 seconds you just sit there and wait for 30 seconds the race ends and then all of a sudden you get you know five million credits and all this experience and you suddenly go right to 50 levels worth of leveling up and they can tell that you didn't you know actually do the race the best way that i've seen to do it is that there's and i don't know the exact start point but there's certain races that go up the highway system and then back down the highway system and it's takes about three four minutes depending on the car and then if you win it you get about fifteen thousand dollars and another ten thousand credits or so it's enough that you can grind it and it's a lot faster than normally going through races but you know there are ways to do it legitimately while also kind of gaming the system uh the biggest thing though that i think that they need to improve and this is both forza motorsport and horizon to in order to move the series forward is the leaderboards are a joke there are so many people that glitch the game out 
Uh, there's only so many times that I can see that a, uh, a Cadillac Escalade is at the top of a speed zone going 1,485 miles an hour that I can buy it legitimately. It's not. It's very easy to see that that's obviously a glitch. As to how they don't police this better is beyond me. It's quite easy to tell that when something is not uh, accurate. You know, if somebody were to put up something like a 320 mile an hour uh, speed zone in like a Koenigsegg, a Jera RS, that, okay, I could see that maybe that's legit. Head turning to an extent, but maybe, you know, obviously an Escalade, though, I wouldn't buy that, be going 1,400 miles an hour. But like I said, there's good things about the game. There's bad things about the game. I'm kind of indifferent about it. I'm, it's, it's the most mad I've been about a Forza game in a while like uh, the motorsports games I've all but given up on that the I just they're not fun to me anymore horizons definitely it has its fun moments the big new hot item with horizon 4 though is the weather system where it's like oh you go through spring summer uh fall and then winter time frame we were just the last week or so has been winter it, it switches over at about 9 30 in the morning on Thursday and uh at least eastern time frame and winter gets old after about the first day. It's like it's only so many times that you can any high powered car you get when you put the snow on the roads and it's snow and ice. I don't want to race in this. It's not a lot of fun to me. If I wanted to see snow and ice on roads, I would look out the window behind me <laughs> because that's what we have. So it, like the novelty of the winter time frame gets old quick. Spring is a little bit too rainy, but I can deal with that. Summer and fall are, are great. I love those, but winter gets old quick. And when it's an entire week, it's like a week of the game where you really can't play it. See, uh, I'll wait and see what you think about it when it's, you know, 95 degrees over here. Yeah. And you're not I don't, looking at snow all the time. Well, no, I don't honestly think it's going to change my opinion on it because it's like the novelty. Like I said, the novelty of it gets old quick. You can't earn these. This The, the thing I said about bombing the S2 cars across that windmill farm it you it's harder to get points in that because the snow snow slows you down and it's it's a lot of, it's a lot harder in that sense whereas any of the other seasons it's e it's really easy to get massive scores at that location so it's it's kind of it's it's unfortunate I, ultimately kind of a novelty some people may like winter i don't you know it doesn't really detract overall like i said it's the most Matt, I've been about a Forza game, maybe even since or the, since Horizon, since the first one. The first one, I just didn't understand what they were going for. The second one was great, and the third one was really, really good. So it's definitely a step back for the franchise. I think ultimately it's a stopgap game. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened. I like it decently enough, but it's not exactly blowing my skirt up. I would say uh, Gamefly. I think if it was blowing your skirt up, I would be very concerned. Hmm... I would have many questions at many, that point. Many questions to be had. I would imagine as such. So the fact that I'm kind of met on the game, should anyone really be surprised that I spent $50 to upgrade to the Ultimate Edition? <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. It's like we had this conversation today. He was like, he's listing all these problems to me. And he was like, well, I went ahead and bought it anyway. I'm like, but why, though? <laughs> no, it, I didn't buy the game itself. I got the game from Gamefly, but there's on Microsoft's website, you can... Uh, I forget, it's Xbox Game Store. I forget what it is, but it, you can uh, upgrade to the Ultimate Edition. It's $50, and uh, that gives you all the bonuses, the VIP pass, the 
VIP car pack, uh, the couple other car packs, the car pass, the for, uh, Fortune Island, the first DLC, and then the second DLC pack, which is yet to come out. But yeah, there's a yeah. lot of DLC in there, so it was like, eh, what kind of level of money do I... And I've already done, gamed the math on this with my uh, discount with Gamefly. I might be able to pick up the game for like $12, $13 here in a couple <laughs> yeah, of weeks when yeah. I get my other coupon in. I'm going to be pulling a coupon out. <laughs> That's good. But yeah, again, I'm a big fan of racing games. I like them a lot. I love what Horizon does. It, it's definitely a lot more uh, comical, especially like those danger sign jumps where you bomb a car through a, do a jump and just launch it off a cliff. You're doing this with, you know, million-dollar sports cars. The, the things would disintegrate upon impact, but it's hilarious in the game where they come up and just and they bounce and they kept going or they roll over. <laughs> when cars roll over, though, the game takes over control and resets you far too quickly though i could say that's kind of annoying that's one thing if you're turtle and you kind of upside down can't do anything that's one thing if i'm like on my tires doing one of these amazing saves kind of thing and it, it takes control away from me and resets me it's kind of like eh, really <laughs> yeah that's uh forza horizon 4 i will be probably be doing an update on when they come out with the second dlc pack uh i don't think and this is a challenge to turn, uh, not to turn 10, excuse me, Playground Games. Uh, I would love to see them outdo themselves with that Hot Wheels DLC from 3. Yeah. That was legendary. That was really good. That was legendary. That was amazing. Yeah, as it stands right now, Fortune Island is really good because they give you riddles to solve. And when you solve the riddle and do the certain thing that the riddle's telling you to do, some of them are kind of on the nose and a little bit obvious, but then it leads you to treasure on Fortune Island, and it's kind of like the pirate theme kind of thing going on. When you crash into these uh, treasure chests, you get a million credits. So I'm currently sitting at about five and a half million credits right now, so that's there's that at the very least. I don't believe there's much else that I could say about Horizon 4, though. <laughs> Again, not going to change anyone's mind on racing games. Can be fun, but if you've played every single one up to this point in time, it'll be a little bit lackluster due to yeah. repetitiveness. Here's to hoping that Horizon 5 will uh, definitely step it up a notch. Yeah, definitely. I don't believe there's much else to be said about that. Do you have anything else to add to that? Not really. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. All right, it is now time for some final thoughts. Hey. What do you have? Uh, well, earlier today, I watched the final of the four Persona 3 movies, mm. and that was really interesting. I actually legitimately forgot the way that the original just raw vanilla Persona 3 ended, because I was very confused for a second, but then I looked it up and I was like, oh, wait, everything that I'm thinking of happened in The Answer from FES. It wasn't in, like, the original Persona yeah, 3. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, okay, like, I forgot where that... I know the raw vanilla oh, the game original. where the original story cut off. And I was like, oh, okay, what I'm thinking of happened, you know, after the fact. But they were really, really good movies. Like, they definitely sledgehammered through a lot of stuff because they had to because they were movies and they were covering a 200-hour game. Yeah, that's always difficult whenever you cut something like that down. Yeah, the uh, all social links were basically cut out. All, like, school activities were basically cut out except for, like, the major ones. Uh, it was basically just all Dark Hour stuff, all Shadow Fights, all uh, meeting all the major characters. That was basically what the four movies covered. But they were still really good. I do like the way they did a lot of it. 
That's really good. So you mm-hmm. enjoyed those, though? I did, yeah. All right. It's like I've, I've been wanting to watch those for the longest time, but it's like, you know, those movies were never translated into English. They're Japanese only, and also they're owned by Aniplex, which means they're $70 a movie. Because of course. Because of course. <laughs> so that was really fun, though. I did enjoy those. Definitely. The uh, Myself, I finally finished the anime that I've been watching over the last several weeks. Uh, <laughs> trying desperately to find free time for me to do stuff is uh, always a premium. But uh, yeah, I finally finished watching Review Starlight. That is uh, Kinema Citrus's uh, 2018 anime. Mm. Came out summer 2018, I believe. Uh, interesting show. I had fun with it. It's not the greatest thing ever. I would probably do a 7 out of 10 if I had to give it some sort of a rating. Right. It's nothing that's going to change the world, but I enjoyed it. I think the biggest problem with it is it was trying to be too many things at the same time, but that's maybe a bit too harsh to think. It's it's it's, it's a little bit it's like a music show. It's also like a school life kind of thing. There's also an aspect of, you know, there's like magical girl almost a little bit. There there's kind of transformations, but not really. Uh it's almost an idol show at the same time. It's like I said, it's trying to be a lot of things at the same time while doing its own thing. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, ultimately though, uh, at the end of the day, I would like to comment on lesbian fight club. Unfortunately, we all know what the first rule of lesbian fight club is. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the only other thing I can add to this show though, is that, uh, giraffes work in mysterious ways. Okay. Definitely. Life lessons for all. Definitely. Uh, do you have anything uh, else anime-wise? A um, couple of bits here and there? Not particularly, okay. yeah. There is something else that we need to talk about now, though, that uh, we totally didn't forget to talk about in the last show. Mm. That's not a thing that happened. That's not a thing that happened. Mm, what yes. are you talking about? Crunchyroll Anime Awards. That was a thing. That was a thing. That was definitely a thing. Uh, again, it's as I predicted, nothing happened that definitely ruined the world or my perception there of it. It was just certain things are kind of disappointing. The way I saw them play out, uh, Best Boy was probably the biggest thing, though. Like De- Deku winning again is ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't believe they even nominated him again. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Like, that one I had a problem with. Uh, the Bunny Girl won Best Girl. That's not surprising. Uh, a lot of things weren't terribly surprising. Obviously, a lot of people uh, were salty about Best Film with another My yeah, Hero Academia. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> again, it's... Uh, is it, how surprised can you really be? Uh, the thing, though, that kind of did caught me, uh, ca- catch me off guard, though, was anime of the year they gave to Devilman Crybaby. Yeah, that was a little weird. When the reason why I find it weird is the fact that I've heard nothing but mixed things about Devilman. There's people that say it's the greatest thing ever, and there's people that say it's the dumbest thing they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And the best that I can figure of it, having never watched it, is that it looks like another one of those wacky, off-the-wall, strange kind of type of animes that is kind of bizarre. So if it's not your thing, it definitely won't be anything that uh, appeals to you. As to how that it, that one, I'm a little suspect for. Yeah. Because what I was fully expecting to win was a place further than the universe. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to win. A show that universally everybody that watched it said was amazing. Exactly. I've and heard nothing was. but positive things about that we've watched and we love. We love. We love that. I've show. heard nothing. And the reason, biggest reason why I haven't gotten to Devil May Cry Baby is the fact that we've heard nothing but mixed things about it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, there's too much to watch. I have to be selective. I'm not going to watch something just to speak, just to see. I'm kind of curious, but at the same time, I'm like, do I really want to waste my time? It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Oh, it got enemy of the year. It's just the systems. Right now. It's nothing that I'm losing sleep over. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, for me, it's kind of strange though, that that's the one that won. 
But yeah. And again, also as a follow-up, the uh what we've also compared it to was that uh the uh I said during the nomination process where like Crunchyroll didn't have the the genre awards best you know action best romance best slice of life they didn't have those genres yeah and I, the thing I compared it to with how people are like oh this got snubbed that got snubbed yada yada and wh- what have you down the line I search on Google for anime trending uh their their website is anytrends.net uh they do weekly polls. Uh, based on uh, that's Annie Trends with a Z. Z, Mine. yes. AnnieTrends.net. One Z. One Z. And the, the like I've explained this already. They do polls each week based on things that are concurrently airing throughout the season, and as they're airing, people vote on it, and then they have a ranking system that can clearly show this is how many votes we got, and this is the ranking of the they say best boy, best girl, you know, overall shows and what have you, and best coupleship is another category they follow, and it's based on this aggregate data that they then create nominees. The nominees list are twenty to thirty, you know, nominees long, and it gives you a lot to choose from. Like anime of the year was like, Oh, here's a list of 30 anime choose five. And it's the one that gets the most votes that then wins. And it's, I think that's a more fair overall representative uh, answer to, you know, the question of how, how, you know, the, the questions with Crunchyroll anime awards where apparently the judging in within the Crunchyroll anime awards is this bizarre convoluted system where the judges aren't allowed to talk to each other. And yeah, yeah. it's other points system that makes no sense. I bring it up below because AnnieTrends.net, anime of the year, a place further than the universe. I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, anime movie of the year. Another one that everyone was pissed off about were how a certain someone didn't get nominated. Anime movie of the year award for from uh, AnnieTrends, Machia. Yeah. The one that everyone was upset that didn't even get nominated in Crunchyroll's mm-hmm. thing. And again, a character awards. The, the Zombieland Saga guy there, the Tatsumi from uh, Zombieland Saga got best man and best girl was Bunny Girl again. Yep. But they also have supporting characters and, you know, coupleship of the year, which was Sakuta and Mai from Bunny Girl and <laughs> That's good. Bunny Dude there. And then there's also aspect awards with adaptation and character design and ensemble. And there's all these other things that they, it's it's a whole lot more. And it, it fills in gaps that the Crunchyroll Anime Awards dropped hard this year. Yeah, definitely. Like they have mystery or psychological anime of the year with Steins Gate Zero. And there's different other uh the genre categories that were so missed are in there. We're not going to go through them all, but it's like, it's a different manner to look at things. I, I, I enjoy looking at the anime trending charts because it gives me a real time, uh, week to week example of what is, what people are actually talking about. And it's actual voting data and not just word of mouth of what people are talking about. Exactly. And, and here's the thing. Uh, rampant AI in the chest says the Crunchyroll anime awards are a joke. Uh, three strikes and you're out. I, understand why you would say that i uh, i like the idea of them yeah and i say they have a lot to improve like this year last year's the second year they did it was they had that kind of like award ceremony type of thing where they kind of did the oscars type thing this year it was odd and it was a step back from that because it was odd and disjointed where they had this this there was a segment in a club with miles where he progressively kept getting more drunk throughout the night <laughs> which was hilarious uh, and then there was also where the awards were actually be giving out with different presenters were at a completely separate area of the, the like it made no sense it was very disjointed it felt more amateur than anything else but yeah it's it like yeah I I like the idea of it but I can understand why people say it's a joke because as of right now it kind of is yeah definitely 
there's a lot of room for improvement, but I do like the idea of what it was going for. Mm. Uh, that's, I think, do you have anything else to say about the anime awards or any not trending re- awards? Really. I mean, it's the same thing with Crunchyroll every year, more or less. It's like they try to improve mm. one thing and they make three other things worse. Yeah, it's what uh, Rampant AI said the same thing here. Is they they made Ains from Overlord as a nominee for best antagonist. We put we brought this up a yeah, few we weeks ago. Yeah, we talked about this. And the yeah. same thing as last year. Last year they had uh, Tanya from Saga of Tanya the Evil as yeah. an antagonist. I'm like, that's not how that works. Yeah. And last year, the second year, they didn't have uh, best antagonist. Like was she's the... a villain protagonist, but she's not the antagonist of her own show. Yeah, she's the protagonist of her own show. Or maybe even you could say it was an anti-hero. Anti-hero. I think that's probably a better way to put it, yeah. But it's like she's not, you know, the one that... Like, antagonist in the perspective of a story is the force that's against your main character. Like, Tanya's not against herself. Yeah, same with uh, same with Ainz from Overlord. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not how it works. Exactly. So th- there's a lot of improvement to be had with that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the uh, couple of only other things we have to finish this off with is that it has come to my knowledge that Slipknot, amongst a couple other bands, are coming to Saratoga Performing Arts Center oh, yeah. uh, late in August. Those tickets go on sale tomorrow. Rest in peace, my wallet, because <laughs> this is going to be fucking expensive. Yep. I already looked at the prices that SPAC is charging for the tickets for corn, and oh, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> I can only imagine. If I, if I can make it out of that checkout line spending less than $200, I'll consider it a miracle. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's Slipknot, Volbeat, Gojira, and Behemoth. Nice. Uh, Behemoth I'll be uh, sitting down for with earplugs in the whole time because I, I picked up a couple of their songs earlier on YouTube and it was kind of like the same kind of – the music itself sounds good, but the vocals are that kind of heavy metal vocals that I just can't stand where it's just – you know, those kind of – Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. what the shit the is this? It's – oh, come on. Man. That looked great on the recording, by the way. <laughs> you just got a blob of yeah. sparkage. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that kind of metal. I I don't understand it. Yeah, I know. I've never really been into metal, really, to begin mm. with. But that especially, it's like, nah. I, like, I like certain types of metal, but I have to at least be able to understand what I'm listening mm. to. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You can say a lot about Slipknot, about, well, well, this isn't that good, or that I don't like this, I don't like that. You can still understand Corey Taylor, even when he's going at 150 miles an hour. <laughs> Just watch the, right now, everyone, bring up a video and watch Spit It Out Live 2009. Right. From corn or not corn slipknot slipknot uh, download festival two thousand nine spit it out. You will not be able to believe how fast he can speak while also doing metal type vocals. <laughs> it's shocking. Nice, and you could still understand it. But yeah, there's that. I'm going to that. That is going to be amazing. And I feel as though we're forgetting something else. You know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and Corey Taylor and Stone Sour is really good too. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- yeah, that's the thing. Like, I like Stone Sour. I like their music. Yeah, it's not you know the metal, but it's the same person. So it is still kind of metal, though. It's not. A it's more bit. rock and roll than metal, yeah, but more, it definitely it's have defi- its heavier yeah, stuff too. Yeah, it's definitely more on the rock side. Yeah, I like both bands. They're great. In other news, I am playing Octopath, and I just unlocked Primrose. So that's exciting. That is exciting. Uh, and the la- long enough to get here. The person I started out with was on the opposite side of the map, and I knew I wanted Prim on my team. And I was like, God damn, I'm gonna have to walk that distance. <laughs> You know, and Rampant AI says I have to watch Zombieland Saga. That is on the docket for me to pick up now that I've finished uh, 
uh, review Starlight. Yeah. Uh, Zombieland Saga is on the list. There's like 20 things on the list, though, <laughs> that I want to watch. That yeah, is yeah. ZLS is the one that you said you didn't care to watch. You wanted me to check it out first. Yeah, to you see. can check it out and tell mm. me how it is afterwards. Val wants Knights of Sidonia. <laughs> Sweat drop. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's that. And the only last other thing that I'll say to close this podcast down for this week is that uh, and I, I'm also shifting my perspective on this. I've brought this up before, and people might be sick and tired of hearing me talk about it yet, but the fact that I have a, th- a $400 wheel mounted to a $300 wheel stand and it doesn't work on the Xbox is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I've For the last several times I've brought this up, I've been blaming thrustmaster for this so the fact that this t300 rs does not work also on the xbox it's usb there's no excuse for it otherwise so when i'm playing forza horizon 4 i have a you know 700 dollar wheel setup sitting in the corner of my room collecting dust can't use it on the xbox one i'm now debating whether or not it's not thrustmaster but maybe sony's the one that doesn't like playing with other people and they've been known to do this i could see that to be honest yeah it's, I can see this now, too. I don't know who to blame. I don't I don't think it's Microsoft. It could be Thrustmaster, but at the same time, it could also very well be Sony. It's still frustrating nonetheless. I, I've looked at converters, and there's mixed results as to what uh, works and what doesn't. I'm not really sure what does. I was looking at one the other day that was like $90 that some people say works. Some people say it's takes a lot of finicky setup, too. Ultimately, at the end of the day here, in a couple of years when I redo uh build a new gaming computer to update that that will have windows 10 and at that point in time forza horizon and all the rest of the forza games are also on pc on the windows 10 store yeah it'll also involve me having to purchase them digitally but at that point in time i will be able to use my wheel (laughs) yeah so there's at least that. I would love to be able to use my wheel with Horizon 4. That would be amazing. Yep. Ooh. And we have a Safi in the room that's uh, squeaking up a storm over here. We yeah, should probably end this nonetheless. Here. Do you have probably. any final, final thoughts? I don't think so. Uh, my final thought is I'm starving. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything since i gotten up today. And so. hey, we've got the internet back out here so we can actually watch some time. Mm, definitely. Uh, we might even be anime. Might even be anime. There is a possibility. I don't think there's much else. The next show is going to be in uh, two weeks, which is March 21st. Yes, 21st of March. Uh, And then the only other thing to that to add to as far as show notes at the end go is apparently we're going to be doing a special thing with uh, Vic and the Anime Pulse crew. I don't know if it's the whole Anime Pulse crew or if it's just Vic that's yet to be decided, but uh, there is a special thing in the works, so keep an eye out for that. Mm. We have a tentative date of the 28th. We'll see what my work schedule looks like that week. It's still in the air. It's going to be on a VTP off week on that Thursday, whichever the next Thursday that I have off is. Mm. Watch, you'll you'll have to work on that day. I know. Because I have that Monday off because that's the day we're going to the theater to see the Maiden Abyss film. Yes, so the I first compilation film for because MIA. Because I took a day off and they're going to reschedule me for a weird day. Yeah. I've already had this song. Like, I can see it happening. But, yeah, it's a tentative date. We're still working on details. But that's what we're aiming for right now. Mm, it's so going to be, be interesting. Fun. That will be uh, very interesting, very fun. 
Uh, it'll be nice to work with Vic. We haven't. Uh, I don't think we've ever. Done yeah, I don't think we've ever done. We've done things with Red Unit before. We've done things with Red. But I don't think we've ever. Yeah, done not with Vic. with Vic. So it'll be a good time. So it'll be a fun time. Oh yeah. Mm. And I don't believe there's anything else for that. If you have nothing else. I don't believe so. Alrighty then. So, until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later, and bye now. <laughs>